3: loud local our band is actually from the surrounding immediate metropolitan area encompassing that which is known as the great northwest good evening rockaholics thanks for joining us this is loud and local on the rock featuring music born right here in the great pacific northwest 99.9 kisw
0: Hello, it is loud and local, 11 p.m. here on the Almighty KISW. My name is Kevin Deers, and I am about to serve you up another hour of awesome local music the last night of your weekend, unless, of course, you have Monday off, like a lot of us do. It's Memorial Day weekend, and I'd like to send this song out to all the veterans, anyone who fought for our country. Um, Again, it is loud and local, which is everything from the 360 to the 253, the 206, the 425, and even a little bit of the 509. Tonight, I have a band called Stay Gold in studio playing at Rainfest. I pre-recorded this interview, so it is not live, but it is a great interview, this band. One of my favorite hardcore bands of all time, and I got to see them during their formative years and then also their reunion shows. So very, very cool. Right now, I'm going to start off with a band. That's putting out a new record on Friday. This is a band called Wyatt Olney. It's Save Me by Wyatt Olney and the Wreckage. My bad. It's Lon Local here on The Rock.
3: and local with Kevin Deers Rolls On 99.9 KISW
0: ...loud and local. Hilltop Rats, the party song there. Very, very awesome band. Punk Rock Bowling going down in Las Vegas. So there's a lot of Punk Rock going on this weekend. Also Rainfest over at Numo's. Uh, Lots of great bands. And I will be playing... Uh, an interview I did with them It is not going to be live I promise you it is awesome though Stay Gold, a formative band for me And my love of hardcore music uh, And I'm going to be playing an interview I did with Stay Gold. They should be playing right around now uh, they, I think they're playing right around now I got a text from my friend at uh, Numos. So Rainfest weekend Three days of hardcore music Rainfest 10, the final Rainfest The final mosh We'll be back with Stay Gold. It's loud and local It's 99.9 KISW, Loud & Local, back here in the studio. I am very, very happy to bring you guys a band that is reforming for the weekend, uh, doing a reunion, a band called Stay Gold. Uh, First off, welcome to Loud & Local, guys.
1: Hey, thanks. Thanks very much for having us. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So first off, I just wanted to uh, say that this band... Definitely one of my favorite hardcore bands in the formative years of me going to shows. The Paradox in the U-District. Uh, they were one of the first bands I saw alongside. I think it was Champion, Dead Body, Breaker Breaker, and, uh, yeah, Panic. That awesome right. show. So.
1: Yeah, and very good show for all of us. Yeah, good friends, good good friends bands. That was, uh, yeah, good era.
0: Awesome. So first off, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and tell us uh, what you do for Staygold. Um...
2: Hi, uh well, I'm Chad Rep and um I sing for the band. <laughs> uh, I'm the least talented one. And um uh do you just want to know like where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, right now I'm living in Berea, Kentucky. Okay. This tiny town. Uh just going to school there, finishing up my degree. It's kind of a it's a work college, so you get like sure. you can go for free. Really? It's great. Yeah. So um yeah, finally finishing up some college and then uh, working for an artist down there, just doing fabricating like whatever he needs. And cool, it's it's pretty fun.
0: Nice, dude. Cool in Kentucky, so you're spread spread out there. Cool. Yeah. And Eagle, you are yes. in
2: Southern
1: California. That is correct. Yes, I'm Eagle. I play drums in Stigold. I'm currently living in Southern California. I live in Long Beach, and I work in the exciting world of skateboarding action sports industry. Awesome. Yes.
0: So, so oh. hanging out with Rob Deerjack.
1: Uh, a little bit, yeah. That's a, it's a little bit of a touchy subject with Rob right now oh, and DC, okay. so we'll just uh, leave that be. I'll just plead the fifth on some of that info. But, Fair enough. Uh, yeah.
0: So, Stay Gold, uh, you're playing Rainfest Sunday night. Uh, well, you know what? You guys are playing like probably right now. Uh, I will just spill the beans and say this is a pre-recorded interview. But you guys are playing uh, tonight at Rainfest. Pretty insane that uh, after. F- 13 years of them like that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so very, very cool. Uh, Did you guys ever do any interviews or magazines or radio or anything when you were, like, in the initial phase of Stay Gold?
1: You know, I mean, we did, like, fanzine interviews, you know? I think at the time, I think we we existed in that window before hardcore sort of got even bigger, and I don't think that there was even an outlet for media in kind of what there weren't really magazines and radio that were still... Like hardcore was still kind of a little bit outside of the boundaries. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I remember we did a couple of like zine interviews for kids on tour. Yeah, about, around,
2: yeah around the country. Yeah, there was after a show, but that was about it. Never
1: a lot, of, a great deal of interest when we sort of existed. <laughs> <laughs> we but posthumous, now you guys, yeah, every uh, you the know, eyes are on Stagold. I don't know. We felt, we, I mean, I think we were always very small fish. Um, and this whole thing just, I mean, the whole the way this came about is crazy and bizarre but honestly after kind of getting back together and kind of I mean seeing some of these guys for literally the first time in 10 or 12 years um, it's been great I mean it's been awesome you know vibes are good and we had a really good time and it's It honestly, you kind of just fall back into old routines. Everybody's just been ridiculous and you know horrible jokes and laughing. And surprisingly, yeah. we, we remember the songs, which is actually the most impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also
0: is. the most important part. It uh. really is, yeah. I mean,
1: that was definitely a concern. I mean, Chad and I have always kept in touch really well over the years. Awesome. Ross and I have kept in touch a little bit um, better than the other guys. But you just, you know, you fall out with guys out of sight, out of mind, um, sure. Law, you know, everyone is in different geographic locations at this point, all over the country. Um, so there were definitely apprehensions and concerns. Like, what is it going to be the first time we get into yeah. a room together? You know, it could just be a yeah. train wreck. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty uh, nervous
2: about what it was going to look like when we all showed up together. But yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been surprisingly um, good, smooth, yeah, awesome. very, very
1: organic, I guess.
0: Uh, so. I kind of just wonder, for anyone listening now, Stay Gold. I want a brief rundown of Stay Gold. Like, how did you guys form? Uh, how did you meet? And, and, like, how did you guys start Stay Gold? What were, like, your, your influences, and how did you all come together? Oh, man. I'm going to start. It's a lot yes. of questions in there.
1: <laughs> well, the first, uh, Chad was one of the first people I met, like, in the Seattle hardcore scene. Um, and I ran into him through, like, another friend I had met, Via Hardcore, and it was actually the day that Chad was going to get a really possibly bad tattoo, and he was <laughs> running around Uh-oh. Capitol Hill, I think, trying to either like take out money or something. And he was telling me about this tattoo he was going to go get, and we became friends pretty quickly. And not too long after that, I was living in a very tiny studio apartment up on the hill, and uh Chad sort of moved in, uh, like sleeping studio? on my couch. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty cramped, uncomfortable, quarters, you know. Um, so we spent a lot of time hanging out. We spent a lot of time kind of driving between Seattle and Auburn uh, to where his folks the were. The Annex. Did you yeah. guys ever play the Annex? No, we, we played the d- annex. We played our first yeah. show at the Annex, nice. actually. Our very first yeah. show. Um, but all the time we were hanging out, you know, we sort of realized that not only we have a lot of bands we were sort of into and a lot of common influence, but it was also a lot of stuff that maybe a lot of, like, Seattle hardcore kids and, and like, a lot of friends I had weren't particularly into. I mean, it was kind of all over the place, but, I mean... You know, Chad and I liked a lot of the kind of skate stuff. Like we liked 88 Fingers Louie, we liked yeah. No Use for a Name, but we also were obviously, you know, like straight edge hardcore kids. So yeah. it's like we liked Turning Point and all the great classics. Yeah. Um Hot Water Music was always like a top 3 band for me. Um so we just had I think a lot of common interests and I think Chad sort of like got into bands. We just we had similar interests and realized that nobody was really playing this type of music and i don't know what it was we didn't you know we uh, there's so much elements of melodicism and sort of the catchy stuff of some of the like you know more of like the kind of melodic punk that we liked but it's definitely you know there was the gorilla biscuits turning point all that kind of stuff in there too so we just we were like let's start a band and at first it was like it almost felt jokey you know like that yeah it was really like haha let's start
2: a band you know it was so Um, casual and just yeah moving around in the apartment we um this is like the second time we lived together when we started right, it, Right, yeah. And um, we were just sort of goofing around, and
1: I think it, yeah, we were we were um, we were into writing BMX, um, yeah. And, and cool. I, sk- I skated too, but yeah. Chad was was not a skater, so we had a BMX connection, and we had a couple of friends up on the hill that also rode. So we started sort of like we had this really, you know, humorous joke BMX crew that would kind of roll around. So at one point, when we were going to talk about starting a band, we were going to call it Three Piece Crank. We are going to have like a BMX reference in our name, which nice. is a total goof. Um, but then things sort of started happening within a couple of years of of sort of just being friends where it suddenly was like, let's well, actually start a band. I was, I was like in the very early stages playing like with champion guys. Yeah. And it was kind of like I wanted to do something that was a little a little more melodic, you know, there was like the lifetime. And I mean, when Kid Dynamite demo came out, Chad and I drove around the entire summer and literally played that tape until it just warped into oblivion. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as far as I'm concerned, still the Kid Dynamite record is the, you know, it's the top five of like our hardcore generation. So we were pulling from a lot of influences that maybe the stuff and the bands that I was doing at the time weren't really interested in doing yeah so um he just wanted to bring it all together for one project and it's funny you know i had asked ross our guitar player to join the band and he and i were in a really terrible hardcore band at the time and it was the same you know everyone was in school everyone had multiple jobs and bands i was like ross i want to start this other band come play guitar and he was like no i'm too busy and i was like well chad's gonna sing yeah and ross was like i'm in and Chad had never been in a band. Chad had yeah. never sang, wrote lyrics. But like Ross was just so into the idea of being a band with Chad, who was like cool. our friend and had faith in him. Yeah, but like that's what convinced Ross to come along, which is a testament to Chad's, you know, he's the awesome unifying f- man <laughs> somehow. Yeah, I guess so.
2: No, you tell it that way. Yeah. And that's
1: kind of it. I mean, it was just a thing. You know, we we were always hanging out. We were always, you know, we were crammed in the studio apartments, living together. We were riding BMX bikes, and we just. You know, not to, to like be reductive, but yeah, it was like, you know, when you start a band with your friends, anytime you have someone that doesn't play an instrument, which in this case was Chad, it's like, well, you're the singer, you know, that's, yeah. just, <laughs> you, that's your role because if, you know, it's very natural. It's like, Absolutely. Well, we, we want to do this thing, but if you don't play anything, well, here's your role. Start writing lyrics. You know? Absolutely. So that was, that's a, simpler a, a cliched, time. simple <laughs> yeah, yeah. time, you know. That's um, awesome. So it's like, why wouldn't we start a band? We got to do something with our whiling days, you know. And,
0: Absolutely. Uh, ten years of Rainfest, a hardcore festivities here in the Northwest, and they're going to be reuniting. And I'm going to play two songs from them right now, and then we'll hear more from them. This is first, a band that they just dropped their name of, of Turning Point, doing a cover of Turning Point. This is uh, Gold doing Thursday. <laughs> ¶¶ Steggold in the studio, Chad, and Eagle from the band reuniting tonight for Rainfest. What does TGIF stand for? I've always kind of wondered.
1: TGIF is, uh, thank God I'm Filipino. Really? It is, uh, the song is a tribute to uh, our, our old friend Juan, who we lost, um, many years ago. While we were a band, um, a good friend of ours that was definitely part of the collective crew of kind of the Capitol Hill kids, um... Yeah, he he passed away, and that inspired... But he he was a Filipino kid, and he always used to wear this sh- shirt with these giant letters that said TGIF. So when Chad, you know, obviously wrote the lyrics, we wrote this song for our friend Juan, um, we just thought TGIF was this funny inside joke because he always wore this shirt with these giant TGIF letters on it. That's cool. So, Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Good to know. Cool little inside uh, anecdote there about Stegold. Uh Like I was saying, they are a uh, hardcore band from the 1999 to 2003, class of 2003. Uh, <laughs> so you guys, I was kind of wondering, uh, so the hardcore scene has obviously changed a ton since you guys uh, started in 99. Um, Har- Rainfest, obviously, when I first started going to hardcore shows, I would have never even imagined uh, Seattle to have a huge scene with a big enough to... Uh, hold a fest where people would be flying in from you know hell i have a friend who's flying in from uh, tokyo japan just to see you guys uh, uh on God. sunday so yes. uh can't even i ima- couldn't have even imagined it um what were the bands that you guys played with back in the day and what were some of the venues you frequently played at and what this, was this was the scene like would you would you describe
1: it as um, i don't know who you go first yeah sure i mean
2: we played uh Played it, I feel like we played at uh the Annex, Auburn Annex, uh a few more than a few times. <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm not I don't know what it's called anymore. That what was the paradox that was in the U District? Is yeah, that that was the paradox it, and
0: now it's like a theater for right, yeah. oh, okay. uh, improv the or something. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um I don't know. At times it was real small. At times uh, you know, shows we'd have like those shows at Big John's house, way out of the way, you know, there wouldn't be too many people. Um I don't know. It was small, but not. It wasn't tiny.
1: I always felt very local. I mean, yeah. you know, that's one of the things that's so funny in hindsight, or to meet kids from other parts of the country, or even way crazier kids from other countries. I mean, Stay Gold was really just a Seattle band, and we were such a local band. We did pretty well on the West Coast, and we did a lot of jaunts down the West Coast sure. to play all these California cities. And I think that. I don't know why per se, like why the West Coast always we kinda had a good fit, but um at the time we were band, I mean the the first big trek we took across the country went to the East Coast. I mean we were just not a well received band. So, They're like, mean, Where's the breakdowns? Yeah, I mean I think maybe a part <laughs> of it was that, you know, yeah. at that time you had all these really, really morose, dark, heavy, hardcore bands, which again, I mean we liked. I time. mean it's yeah, not yeah, as though sure. we just um but that was sort of a thing when we existed. Everyone was into that just really dark death imagery and everything was splattered in blood or black, you know, and it was just, yeah.
0: you're like, we, we're not American nightmare. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. And I mean, <laughs> that band kind is of American
1: nightmare. I mean, obviously like incredible band, hugely influential band to a million people, but you know, we didn't really fit in there. I mean, so I always just felt like we were a Seattle band. Yep. Our friends would always come out. You know, I always felt like Seattle shows were fun. They weren't ever particularly big. I think the biggest show we ever played is we opened for like Good Riddance and Death by Stereo. And so there was yeah. you know, five hundred people at the at the rock not rock you, El, no, Corazon? El, Corazon. El Corazon, no, whatever yep. you know. I mean that to us was like well that's the biggest show we'll ever play. Yeah. <laughs> you know like um, but yeah it was it was local bands and I mean I know that we you know we had sort of like uh, like like-minded friends and bands in other cities. And, you know, and once the indecision thing kind of happened, records, not the band, obviously, um, like Faded Gray were like some of our brothers in arms in Las Vegas. I mean, we actually met those guys... On the first champion tour we did when I was still in that in the band, uh Chad roadied with us sure. on the very first champ when all we had was like a demo tape. You know? Oh, I got that demo tape. Back <laughs> when champ back before Champion became the awesome band that they became. We yeah. weren't a particularly good band. Um they became <laughs> an incredible band, clearly. Um but we met the faded gray guys and so then of course, you know, however long down the line when Stay Gold kinda came into fruition, um you know, we played shows with the Fade Grey guys and that we were label mates and Lance to this day is still a good friend. And, yeah. uh, you know, so I feel like those were the kind of bands that we sort of, you know, sort of fit in with. I mean, it was a sort of emotional, hard on your sleeve, kind of um, introspective hardcore, I guess. I yeah. Mean, I don't know. Um but again, I I think I always just felt like we were a local band. I never felt like we were any sort of a presence. I never felt like anybody outside. Yeah, we just you know we we didn't tour a great deal off the west coast. You know, the one time we tried it, it didn't go very well, and after that, it was sort of the end. I mean, yeah. so yeah, to, to the gauge of it, to me, I always just felt like we were a punk band playing in the basement. I mean, yeah. it's just you know, Seattle that's, is such a small.
2: That's what always felt right. Small to us. feel, I mean, you know. We yeah, we that's sort of sought that, we sought that out as well. That was. Yeah. What we enjoyed the most. We were sure. much happier yeah. playing on the floor
1: or Didn't want to be a rock and, yeah, rock and roll huge rock and roll. Yeah, we I don't think we ever I mean it's so strange now to see how big bands can become and see some of the opportunities they get because I mean every time I've ever started a band like my dream is like I want to put out a 7-inch and I can just die happy and it's like this and that's like this crazy unattainable thing and sure. so it's like anytime. time we got to do anything it felt like oh this is crazy i just thought we'd put out a demo and play to our friends and play yeah. a show and so yeah. that's you know any anything that ever happened beyond that it still kind of blows my mind yeah. i mean you know like you said someone having a steg old tattoo it's like what are you crazy i mean it's like <laughs> that's nuts i mean like we do because we were in the band yeah like, and we're just you know um but it was always something it, that we felt very it was a huge part of our lives and some of the the greatest times I think I could collectively speak for everyone. I mean, that it was... Uh, but yes, to, I, I never felt like we were a particularly large band. We didn't play these particularly large shows. It just always felt like our buddies were always there and our buddies' bands, yeah. we were always playing beside, you know.
0: So there was no grand scheme for the Steggolt Arena tour. No, no. <laughs> no.
1: I mean, honestly, this Rainfest is the, you know, the most high-profile, you know, yeah. craziest, biggest show we've done. And it's... I mean, it only makes sense to come and and do this in Seattle. I mean, obviously, again, I think that through and through, regardless of the fact that people, you know, live in these different geographic locations now, to me, I mean, Stigold is just a Seattle band, and I, I'm proud to be associated, and I, I press to be associated as a Seattle band. I mean, yeah. there's a rich history of, you know, of, I mean, conscious or not, our so many of our influences were local bands. You've got Undertow, you've got seaweed i mean yeah. it's one of our yeah. favorite bands of all and it, granted sorry that is it's a tacoma band yeah. <laughs> seaweed if you hear this i apologize um they will always rep tacoma yeah, yeah absolutely so no i mean just the northwest in general i mean stay gold is again it's just it's a very seattle thing and i never thought we were anything i never thought anyone really took notice outside of like auburn and seattle yeah. Tacoma. you know
2: although i i feel like on tour we are always sort of surprisingly lucky to meet like one or two kids at each show who just like Die hard. Just, yeah they just really right. got into it and you know they were so positive and so like it always felt good you know it was always like a really yeah i think nice we always surprise. preferred
1: to like i mean some of my favorite bands are those bands that not everybody loves but the people that like that band i mean love like, that band. Like, yeah. i mean so I, I always go back to silent, silent majority. majority they're oh, probably yeah. my favorite hardcore band of all time yeah. but you talk to kids and they're like what are you talking about like silent majority like that's not You're like no that's literally the greatest band of all time you know so i i always i always appreciated that i feel like kids that liked us were very few and far between but they were really there for us as opposed to like oh everyone like you know yeah (laughs) it it feels better that it feels a little more genuine if the numbers are small you know it's the it's the quality not quantity yeah you know i think so Awesome. Well, you guys are back after uh, 12 years, 12 years. Yeah, uh, your your I last so. show
0: was 2004 at The Paradox, and you guys are back. What brought you guys back together uh, 12 years after for, for f- one more show at Rainfest?
1: It's a wild story. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> we got it's, some time. Uh, it started as kind of a very strange whim where we were on the cusp of playing in San Diego of all places, uh, At the Shea Cafe, we were going to play yeah. the Shea Cafe. Um, this was back in February or March, I think. Sure. And what happened was of this year. This was yes, just a few months back. We had we had some friends playing a show, and some old label mates were on the show. Over my dead body, it, and Bane. So yes, over- yeah, that was the that was the uh, event. Cool. Um, so I think uh, the the seed that was sort of planted. I joked with Chad. I was like, you know, Bane, over my dead body, et cetera, playing the Shea. I was like, you know. 12 years ago, we would have been playing the show, or we would yeah. have want, we would have been like dying to play this show, you know? And I was doing a band at the time with uh, another San Diego guy, uh, Spencer, who used to do a band called Find Him and Kill Him, you two yep. might remember, awesome band, and, and and Spencer used to book, at the Shea, used to book a lot of shows there. I was at the time doing a band with him, and uh, I said, yeah, I was kind of laughing with Chad, he's like, banding over my body, it feels like it's 2000, 2002, you know, sure. we would have killed to get on that show. and he was like, oh, man, like, let me talk to the promoter kid doing the show. And I was like, eh, what? Like, we, I was, it's a joke, you know? Like, yeah. Like, we, two of the guys live on the East Coast. It's like, Spencer kind of came back and was like, man, that kid would be really stoked if you guys like, and I was I was like, what? Like, <laughs> it was a joke, you know? And then suddenly it was like, well, if you guys, I was like, what if we just did like an unannounced set, open the show without telling anybody we're playing, And just saw our friends again and played like basically we were just an unannounced local band just because this. And so it all suddenly sort of was like becoming this actual thing. And so I hit it. I was like, Chad, like suddenly we might just go play this goofy unannounced show in San Diego of all places just because we have some friends playing. And I reached out to the other guys who I really, again, you know, a couple of them we haven't kept in good touch. I mean, friendly, civil, of course, you know, I was like, hey, guys, like. Would you guys be interested in coming out to San Diego to play a one-off show for like absolutely no reason? And miraculously, those guys were like, okay, sure, that sounds fun. I was like, oh, okay, let's we're going to do that. And then through all these various circumstances and things, that the bottom kind of fell out of that event. But what it did was it sort of opened communication for all of us and got us all just sort of talking again and everyone sort of... Was excited yeah. about the prospect of just playing this random one-off show, and so we we suddenly sort of had the wind taken out of our sails, and we just sort of went back to our lives, thinking like, "Well, that would have been cool, you yeah. know. See you, see you later, you know. Have, I hope your life is good because we never see each other." And uh, you know, we had a Seattle friend who suddenly it's like he kind of got wind of the almost thing happening and he started really kind of campaigning for us to play. And he's like, you yeah, guys should play we'll Rainfest. We see Fest. you, Jim Barris. That's Jim Barris, <laughs> yeah, our, our biggest uh, spokesman. And uh, it was funny because he said, oh, you guys should play Rainfest. And I'm like, well, you know, no one invited us to play. I mean, like, We don't have an invitation to play Rainfest. Like, yeah. Sure, I guess that would be cool. But I was like, Jim, like, you know, no one's asking Stay Gold to play shows. I mean, it's not like something we we're even campaigning for. It was like yeah. this weird thing almost happened. But then, of course, you know, I start getting the text from Jim, and uh, he's like, "Hey, he's you like, guys should play Rainfest." I'm like, "I just talked to Matt," you know, like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well," he's like, <laughs> "Do you want me to put you top with Matt?" I'm like, "I'm no, I don't want to ask to play." <laughs> like, "No," like, uh, "This is crazy, Jim." And so Jim was was really the sort of catalyst for really pushing. And then suddenly, you know, it's like I get a text from Matt. It's like, uh, "We'd love to have you play Rainfest," and I'm like. Okay, uh, I don't know. Let me reach out to the guys again. And so uh, then we realized, though, if if we're gonna play a show, I mean, it in Seattle. Why on earth would we go play in? Se- but again, it was this this very like kismet kind of thing about the San Diego show almost happening. It was just going to be this very surprise, unannounced thing. And you know, the yeah. two kids in San Diego that liked us would have been really excited. Yeah, um, we always had good times at the shape. I, I mean, of course, I mean, San Diego was was places. honestly, yeah. yeah, they're like a home away from home. We Definitely. had friends there always. I mean, obviously the. No shortage of amazing bands, and you had the Shea, which was like a home to us. So, you know, in a way it made sense, but it didn't, it obviously didn't make as much sense as the obviously playing here, like hometown show. And so, when Jim really pushed, and then suddenly he just talked to Matt, and those guys reached out to us, I mean, it was just humbling and crazy. And we were like, well, I mean, look, like Rainfest is this huge thing with these massive, you know, renowned hardcore royalty bands and local bands that are obviously more relevant today. And so, it's like, you know, we, what are you guys doing like you know you're gonna you're gonna bring down the uh, rep of your fest having us no play way. Anything, <laughs> you know uh but that's kind of how it came together, and so I just hit everyone up again again, you know we had a we have like Chris is in Pennsylvania, Cam lives in New York. I started reaching out to guys again, I'm like, well, we have another show opportunity possibly if you guys you know want to get together, and that's kind of how it all just sort of started by playing this possible goofy one off Secret show in San Diego for no good reason. That's know?
0: awesome. That is a cool story. That's awesome. We're going to get into another song. Uh, actually, a couple. We're going to play, uh, let me see here. We're going to play third person and then Pills of Advice, the title track from your full length on Indecision Records. This is Stay Gold. We'll be right back with a little bit more from Stay Gold here on Loud and Local. We got Stegold in the studio. This is Chad and Eagle from an awesome band. You may not have heard of them, but you definitely got to check check out their uh, their seven inch. Uh, they, uh, do you guys put out a seven inch and a full length? Is that it?
1: Uh, two seven two, inches. Two yeah. seven, two seven inches. Cool.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So what would you like Stegold to be remembered for?
2: Oh my gosh, <laughs> That's I mean, a big question. It's kind of like what we touched on. I, I I'm mean... just sort of happy that we're remembered at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, to yep. me, it's uh, it's surprising and also really humbling you know, to find out that kids that, like, are, they have a tattoo or, you know, like the few times I've gotten emails from people who are just telling me, like, you know, certain lines or, or lyrics have meant, you know, so much to them. I mean, that's the most amazing feeling I've yeah. ever felt. And, you know, like I said, really humbling, really amazing. Very cool. It's
1: forever humbling. I mean, it's still, I, I think all we'd want to be remembered as is just, like, a, an honest band. I mean, and that's a testament to Chad. I mean, you know, the Chad stay Old... Whatever level of quote unquote success or any way we connected with people, the music's fine. I was responsible for a lot of that, <laughs> but you know, I mean, the, the reason there's a that was connection is, is it's Chad. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lyrical band, and it's a testament to that guy who had never been in a band and never been a singer and never wrote lyrics. You know, I mean, he. You know, it's kind of like we. No offense, we were all surprised. Like I was like, man, <laughs> like I thought this was going to be a fun, goofy thing, but like, yeah. holy heck, Chad is Some uh, depth there. This is Chad Shining. Yeah. yeah, that's, you know. Who knew? I didn't know. I think, yeah, just anybody that likes our band to me is, is the most humbling and awesome thing. And yes, like Chad said, just the fact that anyone would remember us is like. A thousand thanks, and just it's, it's, it's overwhelming and humbling. And it's still it's surprising because we just, again, we wanted to put out a demo and play some shows, and yeah, you know, <laughs> that's all you we go. expected.
0: So. Well, that's a good way to look at it, just stay humble, guys. Awesome, stay gold. I don't want to cut you off, but I want to play one more song by you guys. Uh, it's off the final. Pills and Advice record. Uh, you can pick it up, I'm sure, online somewhere through the <laughs> Rev HQ distro. I'm sure it's still available and in print uh, on, on Indecision Records. Uh, I'm going to play a song called Toy Boats and Battleships. And uh, again, Eagle, Chad from Stagel, thanks again for coming up to Loud and Local. And, uh, thanks for having us. You'll you see so me much. on the stage as I'm stage diving. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. You. Here it is. Stagel on Loud and Local.
3: and Local with Kevin Deers Rolls On 99.9 K-I-S-W.
0: Thanks again to Stay Gold for coming into studio. It is loud and local. It is Memorial Day weekend. I hope you have an incredible Memorial Day weekend. Again, I'd like to set, send a, another thank you, a, a just a huge thank you, a debt of gratitude to all that fought for us in Memorial Day. Uh, we celebrate you. So I'm going to end with a band called Tacos from the area. They're very heavy. This song is called Wood Elf. Thank you for listening to Loud and Local on The Rock.